G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, good to check in with Ron Ross, who's been scouring the headlines once again overnight for that breaking news out of Israel and the more broad Middle East. Ron Ross, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with headlines. A terror attack in Jerusalem's old city kills one, wounds four. What's the story? The attack was near the chain gate of the old city on Sunday morning. The terrorist, who according to unconfirmed reports, was disguised as an ultra-Orthodox Jew, was killed by police. The police identified the terrorist as 42-year-old Hamas member Fadi Abu Shaqam from the Shurfat refugee camp, whom the police were aware of as a political activist. Police Chief Kobe Shabtai praised the quick work of his officers. He said within 32 seconds they came in contact and liquidated the terrorist. Internal Security Minister Omar Barlev condemned the attack after visiting the site, saying it had been planned ahead of time. A difficult incident happened here, he said. The terrorist is a member of Hamas from the political wing. He said his wife went abroad three days ago. His children are abroad. Abroad. It seems the terror attack was pre-planned. His wife ran abroad and that he carried this out. And talking Hamas and terror, Israel has uncovered a huge Hamas infrastructure and there have been 50 arrests. What's this one about? The Israeli Security Agency, ISA, in cooperation with the IDF and the Israeli police, have uncovered an extensive Hamas infrastructure that was directed by senior Hamas officials abroad and operated through Judea and Samaria in order to perpetrate various attacks. In this context, the ISA, IDF and Israeli police have in recent weeks arrested over 50 Hamas terrorists throughout Judea and Samaria, who were involved in establishing the terrorist infrastructure. Money, munitions, weapons and equipment for preparing improvised explosive devices, IEDs, were seized. The activity was financed by senior Hamas officials, led by Saleh Aruri, Hamas deputy chairman and head of its West Bank district, which is located abroad and works to advance Hamas operations in the Judea and Samaria region and in Jerusalem. Uh, Let's talk U.S. in Middle East affairs. In the face of Middle East concerns, the USA is attempting to reassure allies of its continued commitment in the region. Uh, What's this one about, Ron? There's a great deal of concern about this. The U.S. Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin sought out on Saturday to reassure allies in the Middle East that President Joe Biden's administration was committed to the region, despite Washington increasingly turning its attention towards China. It was unclear how much impact Austin's speech would have, 
with Washington's allies in the Middle East, since he was not backed up by any announcements of further deployments of new weapon sales in the region. Gulf Arab states, heavily reliant on the U.S. military umbrella, have expressed uncertainty about Biden's focus in the region. They're now closely watching efforts to revive a global powers nuclear pact with Iran. In a speech in Bahrain during a trip to the Gulf, Austin acknowledged concern in the region and globally that the United States was solely focused on China. Saudi Arabia, one of Washington's closest regional allies, has been frustrated by the approach of the Biden White House. Austin was set to visit Saudi Arabia in September, but the trip was postponed at the last minute. He will not be visiting Riyadh on this trip. Hey Ron, we'll often talk about historic discoveries on this segment. Now, a rare 18th century scroll of the Old Testament book of Esther, penned by a teenage Italian girl, is unveiled in Jerusalem. Great story. An auction house in Jerusalem has revealed a rare antique Jewish text that was written by a teenage girl. Luna Amron, a 14-year-old Jewish girl from Rome, Italy, penned the 18th century scroll of the Book of Esther. Jerusalem's Kadem Auction House announced the find last week. The scroll will go on sale immediately. There are a few examples of texts that were written by women during that era, and the Amron scroll illustrates the importance of religious women in Italian Jewish community life at the time. Amron was listed as the author in the scroll's colophon, a statement at the end of the text with information about its publication. The colophon said in the scroll, all handwritten with the hand of God, who bestowed wisdom to a maiden who was humble and pleasant. Give her the fruits of her hand, and they shall praise her actions in the city gates. The book of Esther, which tells the story of Jewish deliverance during the Ottoman Persian Empire around the 5th century BCE, is traditionally read from a handwritten scroll as part of the Purim holiday. The Jewish world begins Hanukkah celebrations next Sunday, also known as the Festival of Lights. Well, hey Ron, let's talk Christmas. We're just over a month away and Bethlehem, of course, a central geographical location around the Christmas story. But Christmas in Bethlehem, while some have been expecting this year's Christmas getting back to normal, uh, the headlines are saying few tourists and little cheer. What's the story here? They're ahead of Christmas, a towering wooden screen once blackened with soot from millions of worshippers' candles. Being restored to its gilded glory in the Church of the Nativity, built at the site where many believe Jesus was born. But few visitors are expected to see it during the upcoming holiday season. Biblical Bethlehem has struggled since the start of the coronavirus pandemic almost two years ago. Christmas is normally peak season for tourism in Jesus' traditional birthplace, located in the Israeli-occupied West Bank. In pre-pandemic times, thousands of pilgrims and tourists from around the world celebrated in the Church of the Nativity and the adjacent Manger Square. Israel reopened its borders to vaccinated tourists earlier this month, but relatively few are expected to travel to Bethlehem this holiday season, and not nearly as many as in the record-breaking year preceding the pandemic. Just over 30,000 tourists entered Israel in this first half of November, 
compared to 421,000 last year, according to Israel's Interior Ministry. Well, those numbers are way, way down. Hey, let's talk about research and study. And there's a new Israeli study confirming a battle described by the prophet Isaiah. How does this one look? Yeah, a new site survey and study of one of the Bible's most significant battlegrounds has revealed new information about an epic clash between Syrian troops and Judean forces, confirming an account of the event described by Isaiah. Some 2,700 years ago, Assyrian king Sennacherib conquered the ancient Judean city of Lachish in an intense battle, constructing a ramp especially built to siege the town. A detailed account of the siege is found in the Bible, and illustrated depictions of the battle were discovered in the ancient Assyrian city of Nineveh. The story of Lachish's fall has survived in both Jewish and Assyrian folklore for millennia. A team of Israeli and American archaeologists conducted an extensive site survey of Lachish to determine exactly how the battle happened, how the Assyrians constructed the ramp that was so critical to the victory. The results of the investigation were recently published in the Oxford Journal of Archaeology. In order to build the ramp, the Assyrians could have used either sediment or stone, said Jerusalem professor Joseph Yakel. He said, however, containers are needed in order to move sediment, which was not very practical, while a stone can be passed from a man to another one very quickly. At the side of the cliff we found a quarry, he wrote, adding that he believes at least 1,000 men, likely prisoners of war, captured by the Assyrians, worked the project. It's an amazing story. Researchers estimated that the completed ramp contained some 13 million stones and the project was finished in as little as a month. Check it out in Isaiah 36. Isaiah 36 to read the biblical account and uh, some confirmation in that recent Israeli study. Hey, Ron Ross, always appreciate you scouring the headlines. Thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.